This is exactly right. Hello. We want to take a second to tell you about one of our favorite podcasts, Disgraceland. If you like music, pop culture, and true crime, this is the podcast for you. Through host Jake Brennan's deeply researched storytelling, you'll hear all about the lives and crimes of musicians like Jerry Lee Lewis, Jay-Z, The Rolling Stones, and so many more. And now Disgraceland is expanding to include artists, actors, athletes, and other icons from Anthony Bourdain to Andy Warhol. Full episodes are released every Tuesday. Check out Disgraceland on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. Goodbye. Welcome to my favorite murder, the Maxi So, the global pandemic version, <laughs> the last uh, transmission before it all. Oh fuck! No, that's not true. It's kind of guys. It's scary out there. Hey, we're terrified. Are you terrified? Hey, uh, your feelings are correct. How are you managing your anxiety, everyone? Um, Karen, why don't you go first? Let's see. Well, the whole thing of singing and washing your hands at the same time has brought me great solace. It's like, can I say the quip toothbrush? That's like, this is not an ad. That's like, here's how long you're supposed to brush your teeth for. Yes. And then you're like, holy shit, I don't brush my teeth long enough. I usually do a very light water only rinse when I'm like, I know what I did with my hands just now. And <laughs> okay, now we know. That's from when this is over, we're going to watch Karen well, wash her hands. But it's different now. It's different now. I realize the in-depth scratching of the tops of the backs oh, of yeah. the hands. I mean, the whole, it's like we're all surgeons. You know what? This is a chance. Let's look at this as this is our chance to cosplay being surgeons. <laughs> Finally. get Buy some scrubs. You can get them at your local CVS <laughs> or Dwayne Reed, wherever you live. Get, and dress up like a surgeon. Pretend you're a surgeon. As you can see from looking at me right now, I can't stop touching my face. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Georgia's had both hands all over her face this whole time. It's like, it's my thing. I do it. I just like lean on my finger at all times. Yes, you. that's true. But you, I you don't do. lean on this. I don't lean on, lean on my palm or any of my fingers. Like I've never done that because I have had acne before. So uh -huh. now I just do it on my like knuckle. You kind of do it like you're in a cartoon part panel. Yeah. You know what I mean? It looks like that lady reporter isn't sure. So she's like, hmm. <laughs> I think of hmm, one finger to the right in my dimple. Right. <laughs> just, that's why I have dimples is I've just leaned on yeah, my you finger. Yeah, you push that skin in. I uh, realized that I do a lot of full covering my mouth with both hands. No, no. In a, in a kind of like uh, worry or concern no, way. No, you know what it is? Is I used to hate my teeth way. Yes. Oh, that's very true. Right? I'm very used to touching and covering my mouth yeah um not anymore not with those beautiful teeth hello everybody <laughs> uh um vince has been doing the panic shops he did the last one today nice but not overboard we're not trying to buy all the toilet paper like leave some for the leave some for others leave some for people with ibs you know Be what i mean because because it won't help you <laughs> i mean aside from that you get two months worth of toilet paper fine yeah but uh but after that you don't 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 let things kick in no. that don't apply. No. Tampons, that's another one I don't understand why people aren't fucking stocking up on. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. I bought a, a, all kinds of like big, huge maxi pads. <laughs> it made me feel great. 
I but I went to the to do a shop like that because having just moved, I didn't have any sundries at my house. Yeah. And uh, Danielle, who runs our network, um, she and I were talking, and she was going, you know, you just have like beans and rice, and yeah. you can make a this Flour, and she was, and you can make your own bread. Right. She's talking about all these things, and in my mind, I'm like, I don't know, I don't have any of these things. I can't <laughs> even tell her nothing in a can. Like there was no wow. meal out of a can I could have. So I did a. I went at six a.m. Went down to Ralph's, just did a shop. Like went down every aisle and was like, what do I actually like? Don't just buy. Yeah. Because I was going to grab like a... I'm like, I don't like that. Oops, I shouldn't name the exact... Bleep the bar name. It, yeah, but like, like, get things you actually yeah, want. SpaghettiOs. Don't be crazy, but at the same time, it was just really funny. And then right when I was done, and it really was by the end, I was having a hard time pushing the How cart. How much did you spend? 400 bucks. Wow. But I had to get... I, I had to stock up on dog food. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, cans and cans of dog food yeah. and big bags. And you'll and, use it in the future. Yeah. It just like should be there. Yes. But... And then just things, you know, protein bars and yeah. things that actually cost more than regular... Right. If I could cook, it would have been right. half that amount. Yeah. But I had to get a lot of stuff that's ready to go right now. Yeah. But when I came around the corner to get rung up, my there's my friend Carrie Kemper that uh, I wrote on Baskets with. Oh, my God. Was doing the exact same thing and she it was so out of context that she looked at me with this look on her face and I go uh oh what's this lady doing I was immediately like what's she doing and then we both started laughing we were laughing so hard we're like what the fuck we're is both, going on we're both doing this we're both doing it in front of each other we caught each other and and it felt so good because it was like we're not it's not an yeah. overreaction no you can do what you want to feel prepared and basics. safe it's totally okay feel safe and if you need to take a shot of Jack Daniels at 3 p.m. <laughs> God bless your Thank soul. You. Thank you. What time is it right now? Fuck. <laughs> um, Whatever you need, like like everybody is scared, and you get to do what you need to have a touch of oblivion. Can I tell you we're we're in uh, WrestleMania Watch 2020 mm. of what? Because fucking they haven't canceled that shit yet. <laughs> and I'm like, when Vince is going to divorce me <laughs> if I tell him he can't go to Florida in early April to go to like wrestle his it's his crime con yes it's yes. like his fucking thing his big deal and there's no fucking way in hell i'm gonna let him go to that i mean this is your marriage waterloo what's gonna happen <laughs> in this great battle we'll between see. the two stances <laughs> we'll see i mean yeah who but that's the other thing is we don't know we don't know times we don't that's part of the scary part right. but it's also you can flip it and think about it as this could also be over in two months yeah or have died down in a meaningful way where it's not uh you know it's yeah. not as scary as it feels right now when it's all a question mark but then i you know it's scary for people who have who can't take sick time who get paid hourly yes i mean i just it's it's horrible you know it's like do we have I, I don't understand it's there's a lot going on there's it's a really lot scary well you know a lot of people have been people have been very cool on twitter people are doing a lot of proactive here's what would help yeah if you have extra money and you can donate to food banks because okay. food banks are where people where kids who normally only eat at school right. which is what a lot of people have been talking about is a real concern 100 my sister is a kindergarten teacher yeah i remember when i used to think we had co-teachers because we had a group first through third. It was that Montessori yeah, yeah. school. We thought our two teachers, because they were a man and a woman, we thought they were married and lived at school. <laughs> we're just like, oh yeah, this Remember is like... when you'd see your teacher in the wild and you're just yes. like, what in the absolute fuck is happening? I have been with my sister when little kids run into her like at the mall and it is hilarious. <laughs> they don't so understand. Cute. It's the cutest. So yeah, I think there's like, obviously people are being forced into places they've never had to go before. Right. But we all know, we're, we all know how 
how to take care of each other. Okay. We're small it's a businesses. Chance. Make sure you're still supporting. Yeah. And if you go out and you do go to restaurants that are still open, please tip your wait oh. staff thirty to forty percent. Like hundred percent. We did that yesterday. Yeah, we did that yesterday. <laughs> tip them a hundred percent. I felt so guilt. Like it, it was so hard. You know, Vince and I went to therapy, which was hard enough, and yeah. then uh, to like leave the house, and then um, we wanted to go get a drink, but I was like. I feel so awful if we go and it's like the reason they're not closing the restaurant is because they're still not patients and not clients. <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? I think both though. Really? Yes. So we went, the needy are still that's there. That's right. Yes. We went and I was just like, I wanted to apologize to everyone working there. But, you know, it was we still ate and drank and tipped well, you really do. well. But if you're a healthy individual mm-hmm. that hasn't traveled recently and, yeah. you know, as far as you know, you are not carrying anything. And that's the real problem yeah. is that that's the scariest part is we don't know how how we're anybody's right. transmitting. But if you in all good faith is you have the money that's actually helping a right. local business, their doors are open. It's up to them to close those doors yeah. and, you know, just make it worth everybody's while and be the kind of people that you want in a business when everyone's panicking as opposed to where's my french fries I told you to do it this way I feel like maybe it would be good too for people who have the money for like if they're not having your like say you get your house cleaned every month you're not having it done this month maybe keep paying yes well if you can if you can if you have the means or if you you know like if you I go to private Pilates classes which is a huge I'm so lucky that I'm able to do it maybe I keep paying for those classes let's hope it's only a month yes and I can do it. Yeah, someone on um basically off that exact idea, someone on Twitter said, if you can buy gift cards to local businesses, right. and you can always use them later when you do feel comfortable going out and everything's so fine, smart. and you can be supporting people right now. That's if really like, smart. you love this certain place that's nearby, yeah, you always go. Just go get a gift certificate. 100%. And then they have money for the meantime when everything is a question mark. That's I know. Smart. And I think also, I think I'm going to try to bring back phone calls. I think this is going to be my <laughs> okay. goal. Uh, I talked to my dad and my sister. Well, that's the other story. Oh, I was God. on the, I was rolling f- calls from 4 a.m., but I, ca- I just called my friend Carrie because he just had a great live show for his podcast, Sexy Unique oh, Podcast. Okay. And it's him. It's Lara Marie Schoenhalls. It's, it, she started the podcast, but Carrie is, does, live shows with her mm-hmm. Carrie O'Donnell and they just had one at the Roxy and it was amazing Rad. and so I was like yeah I can text this to him but he yeah. won't understand I was, so I just called him and he picked up he's like hey what's going on and I was <laughs> like, like how are you you know I was just sitting there watching <laughs> what were you watching Columbo yeah. oh so I basically just yeah. called to say to so he could hear it in my voice of like that live show was amazing you guys did such a great job and he was like oh my god thank you like we had the, yeah. we had a great conversation where I was like oh it's so much better to hear that it voice to voice I'm gonna do it yeah, I mean, like, it, I think it just perks people up a little bit yeah. and it grounds you because it's about connection. It's about connection and staying in the moment because we all are worried about the future. And then you do future thinking and you're in a different place that you can't do anything about. Definitely. You can't do anything about it. So stay in the moment and stay in the realness of this okay moment. Can I also say your therapist will do phone um, appointments for yep. the time being? Mine already switched over. Totally. Don't skip your therapy appointments. It, true. It's so important. Yeah, because that. You need connection with people that know how to help you feel good, especially if you are in any kind of a danger zone. Definitely. Yeah. Can I, speaking of podcasts, I just finished um, this season of this podcast that I found 
fuck. I like almost cried at the end. It's so good. And that's a big deal for Georgia. Whereas for me, it's yes. not a big deal at all. And I say almost because most people would have cried, but I don't have the facilities. <laughs> you do. I, You'll get there. I might one day. Um, <laughs> We're okay. pulling you out. That's going to be the big finale. <laughs> so I cry at the, at the very end the of the day bo- you cry. We end this. It's podcast. over. It's over. <laughs> Shit. Um, so I'll stay on my medication. <laughs> the podcast itself is called Uncover and it's by CBC Canadian Broadcasting. And they do uh, Missing and Murdered about the uh, indigenous, um, you know, women who go missing and murdered. Yeah. So it's called Uncover. But so season six of Uncover is uh, the satanic panic. Yeah. And specifically the town in Canada called Martinsville, where, you know, the classic satanic panic of um, children getting molested by satanic cults. Right. Which, of course, isn't true and was this hysteria and hype and they do such a good job of explaining what happened all over North America really yes so I highly recommend season six of Uncover and all of the other seasons too because I feel like um, they've done a a bunch of amazing seasons like their their reporting and their journalism is so top notch well Uncover also has they also do like the J um, hold on a second I think they did that the killer that serial killer that was like running rampant in the gay Toronto's gay neighborhood for so long which was amazing I mean all of theirs all their coverage is just really well done yeah i highly recommend it but i mean if you are curious about what we're talking about when we talk about satanic panic this is the perfect explanation and it's infuriating don't you think it's weird that it happened in canada in martinsville and in in california it was the mcmartin family that's weird marty marty what are you doing stop it Marty, wait, can I just tell a sidebar Marty anecdote? Oh, dear. I don't think we've talked about this, but in case you're new, Marty's my dad. Um, Marty's George's dad. Marty's very active on social media, like his daughter. He cares a lot about social media. <laughs> He's really in it. But there was a picture that someone, there was a gif someone tweeted from Schmoo's amazing uh, Karen Kilgare gifts <laughs> account. <laughs> yeah. Where she makes gifts and then every once in a while I'll have to text her and be like, can you take that one down? It's really horrifying. <laughs> I can't deal with it. But there was one from Talk Show, the game show. And Marty responded to the oh, gift yeah. going, red's your color, girl. <laughs> and he thinks he's talking to me. <laughs> and someone took a picture of it and sent it to me. Oh. Was that you, Stephen, or someone on Twitter? It was so hilarious. Like, it was such a dad move. I, You know what happened? So, you know how I said that my fucking array a couple weeks ago was that he was like, um, embrace the pan- embrace the schedule, your busy schedule as you would a... Uh, blessing blessing yeah and so i went to to post on instagram stories the the screen grab of that conversation and put it up before i realized that the response that he put after that his next his next uh, t- uh what's it called text? His next text said oh i got you some more brand muffins which is <laughs> <laughs> the daddest thing I didn't even realize that I had put that up. Also, make sure you you renew your insurance. Yeah, have like, a, you're having a BM every day. <laughs> adjust that thermostat. Okay, Dad. Thank and you. Then, and then, okay, we're just rambling. Then he, I was on the phone with him the other day. I fucking love, I hope you know we're not making fun of you, Dad. I swear. No, we, just like the we celebrate it. It's your, you're doing your dad job really well. I had pointed out some like way to get into my, I'm a t- 
totally paranoid of someone breaking into my house. Just, uh, you know, that's how I am. Yeah. And, as, as we all are. Right. And that's I, why we're here. I think I'm a little extra, but sure. <laughs> but I pointed it out to my dad, who's also a little extra. And then he asked something the other day, um, you know, I was thinking if you want me to come over and, and try to break into your house and we can see <laughs> the entry points that we need to worry about. And I just see him like MacGyvering my fucking wind. And I was like, yeah, I kind of want that. <laughs> And Vince was like, what are you, Georgia, what are you fucking <laughs> Hard Starks. I like the uh, picture that he's wearing kind of like a black and white striped <laughs> shirt, like a pink pink panther yeah. robber and a little mask just over his eyes. Yeah. He's rolling in his own cigarettes for some reason. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. I oh, So if we we're just going to touch on dad areas, because yep. who fucking Let's gives a shit at dad this point? Areas. Let's touch dad area. What? <laughs> what is this podcast? The mini-sode is going to be something different from now on, everybody. I think the whole show is going to be different <laughs> for a little while. We're going to make some adjustments to the world we live in yeah. um, and tell you random stupid dad stories. Uh, so... In the middle of the night last night, I woke up on the couch watching Columbo. Uh, wait, did we talk about Columbo yet? We mentioned Columbo, and it's oh, okay. just it's uh, it's the best. Just highly recommend. Oh, one last thing. Uh, one la- and also the structure of it as a procedural is hilarious because you watch the murder at the beginning, you see exactly who did yeah. it, and then the rest of the show is just you waiting for Columbo to like lasso these bumbling, people, act, <laughs> act like he's a bumbling fool with and, one glass eye. Yes, with his one glass eye, and is kind of he's very innocent. The whole time yeah. and then it's all about hubris it's about yeah. hubris and the pride coming before the fall and you love it and it's satisfying every right. time if he's asking to borrow someone because he forgot his pen after he pats down his coat it's because he's gonna use it as evidence, evidence. later you touched it, your fingerprint is on it yeah and also there are actors that are humongous like well anyway to me i'm yeah. sure that the 20s won't know that you 20s people but uh, and I mean people from, from the Roaring Twenties. <laughs> Sorry. Hello, my baby. <laughs> you won't get this, Robert. But like the one I was, I fell asleep to starred Roddy McDowell. Oh, wow. As the murderer. And he's the best, per- most perfect murderer. Him and Columbo going head to head. Anyway, I fell asleep on the couch. Yeah. Watching that, of course, because that's what it's built to 100%. do. We watch it after we watch um, like pay-per-view wrestling shows. Yeah. It's just good. The pace, they, they'll, you will watch someone walk around their house, run it like, d- like like doing things, it's dead air for three minutes. And the, but the set design and not in the fucking costumes and are worth it enough because it's the early seventies. Yeah. It's a time. It, it's like being an ar- uh, archaeologist yeah. where you're digging down to the early seventies yeah. before there was branding of anything. Before there were uh, primary colors. This was back <laughs> when everything was green, moss green yeah. and brown. Yeah. And these houses they shoot in and the art on the walls and the actors themselves. Where it's like you're you would never these days with those teeth be a fucking star no no Columbo on your glass eye no, I love it everyone is over 60 yeah everyone except for like Suzanne Plachette was the hot youngster at age 42 <laughs> I mean like I was watching this just going this is this is unbelievable yeah. I fall asleep watching it I wake up there's a searchlight coming through my front window oh shit the, my first thought is I'm in trouble for watching Columbo until I fall asleep like someone was mad I yeah. was asleep on the couch yeah. which is basically my from sister. your childhood yes 
It's my sister because my sister gets grossed out because I fall asleep on the couch all the time. She's uh-huh. like, ew, stop it. Go to bed. <laughs> she hates it. Old trauma. Yes, <laughs> always. Um, unmet needs from the past. <laughs> Anyhow, I look out the front window, fire trucks lining <gasps> my street. The house three doors down is fully ablaze. Oh, my God. Like, like, fully ablaze? Fully. I have. I'll show you pictures. What the fuck? Insane. Like, f- I can see the flames above my neighbor's house because it's kind of going uphill, whatever. Yeah. It was f- fully engulfed. There were 10 fire trucks on my street. Oh there was an God. ambulance parked in my driveway. You're like, get they, out of my driveway. They, they commandeered my fucking driveway, which was very exciting. And all the neighbors stood at four in the morning in the pouring rain and watched this house burn down. It burned down? I mean, it was gutted. I don't, I finally had to go back in because I turned to my neighbor, who I, the, who's the most wonderful woman, my actual immediate you know neighbor. Your, you're the only person in the world who knows their neighbor. Well, she, I right? Because yeah. it's so not LA. But yeah. she came over on day two and was like, I made you granola. Aww. She is the loveliest lady. And we... I, as I walked up the street going, is this really happening? Because it's like such a... Yeah, yeah, it's surreal. I thought I knew what bad thing was happening. Yeah. And it's like a left turn of other bad like, things we happening. We have pouring rain and we have the fucking global pandemic. Yes. That's it. That's, I thought that was fine. That's I enough. drove I drove over Laurel Canyon yesterday and I was like, why did I do this? There's going to be a mudslide on this. Because oh, of the way it was yeah. raining and everything. And I'm like, what? For convenience? I basically took yeah, yeah. my life in my hands. So I thought I knew what the bad things were. And all of a sudden it's like this person's house burn down. Do you no know one... why? No. Guys, clean your dryer lint. Yeah, right? It's been a while since we've said that. Since the um, uh, Captain Jim Kilgariff's warning, right. always clean that. Every, every the cycle. Lint trap, the, the lint, lint trap. trap, every cycle. Yes. Clean it out. Clean it out every time. But anyway, it was just a very uh, grounding, immediate. We don't know what's going to happen in three months. You could spend your time freaking out about that. But there's also plenty of things to freak out about in the right now. And so if your house isn't burning down, if all your shit is in line and you're okay let's appreciate that right now because that's a real thing we need to stay grateful and not just like i know this thing's gonna happen and i'm gonna be upset right this second and if you're in that uh that lovely world then know that there are other people who need your help so let's find out who they are and help them maybe we can i don't know and sometimes it's just you might have friends that are more anxious than you who do need a little more community and a little more connection to go yeah, we're all scared. It's right. You're right to be scared. Yeah. You're not freaking out. This isn't, you're not overreacting. This is a very strange and scary situation. You're okay. You, I just think of the single mothers who like can't take off work. They can't take off work to stay home with their kids who don't have school. Oh, it's just, yeah. But like, this is gonna make a lot of latchkey kids, I feel like. Yes, that's true. But I think it's also gonna make a lot, like build community because I think it's what people like and want anyway. Well, there's two ways, you know, there's two ways these global pandemics can go and we I read all the post-apocalyptic books about it it's like it can go really fucking chaotic and bad and like and and fucking riot gear and insanity or we can help each other or it could be both and just make sure you're one of the people helping yeah instead of one of the right people wearing riot gear it'll yeah exactly try to leave your riot gear at home if you can <laughs> um and also just know that there are people like things set up where you know people are talking about the kids that, that won't eat if they don't eat right. at school which is real I was definitely one them. Yeah, there's there's ways people are adapting. And there's, I think it makes people feel better to be able to help. So know that that is a that is a resource for you. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling really bad, that you can go and just basically start looking into food banks, looking into places that are actively helping people mm-hmm. and, and join them, especially if you're a healthy person. Yes. And do your friends who have immune compromised systems a favor and 
Wash your fucking hands. Right? Wash your hands and don't take planes. Don't go anywhere right don't now. Don't go anywhere right now. Just don't. It's not... Yes, flights are cheap because you should not be traveling. Yeah. And this is a this is a message to Vince Averill. <laughs> You're, we'll watch it at home. We'll get a bunch of snacks. We'll drink some beer. And we'll watch WrestleMania as a family. What's this? Oh, you're being... Th- there's a man at the door. You're being served with divorce papers <laughs> simply for saying that on this one. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay, but a listener named Marcy sent me a text saying, I think um, she basically said she thinks we should know yeah. that the local Cincinnati Murderino group is offering up childcare, extra toilet paper, part-time jobs, and more to support each other during COVID-19. And then she wrote, I'm fine, I'm fine. And it's, oh, did we get you? Is this the last episode? George is crying. George is crying. I feel weird. It tickle, it tickles a little? Yeah. Is that after crying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like? And then there's going to be a feeling kind of in your sternum. And I'm like, ang- I want to punch right now. Yeah. So I'm like, get away from me. You yep. don't. Yeah. Maybe How there's, dare some, you? there's tightness in your either throat yeah. or maybe in your belly. This is al- it feels like allergies, but yeah. emotional allergies. Yeah. It's a, uh, your eyes feel angry. Yeah. And then there's water. Got it. There's kind of, they, they fill with water. Don't get scared. Okay. They're not drowning. <laughs> <laughs> that water's gonna come out and you'll be f- it'll you'll be better for it Ew. look at she posted a, it's the guy from the office crying oh i mean steve i know it's steve, steve Carell. mike mike but that's beautiful yes cincinnati cincinnati and let's leadership let's, in cincinnati let's figure out a way to 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 help like, help everybody yeah, help each other the murderinos will do groups all around the world We'll support it. Support each other. Talk to each other. Communicate. And I that, love that. I mean, it's really beautiful. I was thinking, like, how do we figure out ways to do this? And it's like, oh, we have like a built-in <laughs> and, group, and it's a group the kind of people who already do it. Right. I mean, that's the cool they're thing just, is they're just pivoting to what needs to be done right now. Yeah, they're pivoting off. You of guys are. I don't the, know why I'm saying you. Yeah, I know. we're we are absolutely folding ourselves in where right. we don't belong. But um, <laughs> they're pivoting off of. Uh, let's t- let's talk about don't fuck with cats and they're they're pivoting right over to who needs child care and it is gorgeous beautiful beautiful that's what it's all about we support it should we do some hometown we might as well i feel like so we're gonna i don't know what we're gonna do we're gonna put up live episodes that we have some left i think we can also three of us me and karen steven have decided that we'll just keep coming in and recording as long as we're all feeling good yeah and and that it seems like a safe smart thing to do yeah so that the we you know we might not do a murder every episode every regular episode she's trying to get out of it we might not do any homework this whole time we might think of it as you know it's more just of a fun vac- more of a vacation. it's kind of a vacation no i mean i have one ready for this week so i do too okay so we'll do it and then if so, not and if shit gets worse then we'll just come in and talk yes and tell you guys what shows we're watching and how murderinas are helping and what podcasts we're listening to and, and where to get your cbs and so where that to you get can, your <laughs> so you can communicate black market xanax yes all of it We'll start a black market. That's right. That'd be kind of great. Yeah. We'll, we'll trade drugs. We'll trade stories. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we should, you know, what we should also do is ask people to write in if they have beautiful stories of humanity <gasps> during this time. Parent. Like the Italian people singing, which I retweeted on Twitter, which really got me. So people are going on their balconies and their high rise buildings. And yeah, I mean, it's, and it looks, it looks like a sh- scene from a movie about Italy. Yeah. And then it's just, you can hear one man is singing and then every Everyone in the neighborhood starts singing. That's and beautiful. we got her again. Nope. That's two that's, in one. That, that was, was just a face oh, that I know I'm supposed to make. That's good acting. You know Ooh, what I mean? You sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> this, is the oh, fake I see, this is the face I see you people making when you do it. <laughs> Fuck. I didn't realize. I just put it together. Oh, shit. No, you're not. Okay. You're fine. I'm not. You're not. Um, you want to go first? 
Sure. So, yeah, we can also read those instead of doing homework. It'll be great. We can do all kinds of yeah, shit, Yeah, send your guys. shit at myfavoritemurder at gmail or on myfavoritemurder.com. If the grid goes down, just send it through the uh, U.S. Postal Service. That'll yeah. probably be shut down, too. That's right. Well, let's see, though, because they have to really stick in till the, till the bitter end. Yeah, mail people are hardy. Yeah, and, you know, if that's if it comes to the fact where we to the point where we can't actually post anything uh, on like on the internet then we'll just start sending you handwritten letters (laughs) right dear (laughs) dear Dear Mackenzie Mackenzie with an I (laughs) how's Denver If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs. Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient made in cookware. Made in was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in made in. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's 
it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill. If you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom, it's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Okay, this is this is a great one, and I remember it. A murder in the courtroom. Hi, guys. I come from a small town in northernish California. It's called Sonora, and it is not Sonoma for anyone listening. I know it. I know it because uh, my mother has had relatives there, oh. and we went there for a wedding one time. It is so eastern, slightly northern eastern California, remote. Love it's it. so crazy. I'm so excited. Some, but it's beautiful. Sure. I loved it. It's like a hilly. It's like on a mountain. It's really cool. Anyway, this town doesn't have a ton going on (laughs) with a population of 10,000, though my mom was a nurse and my dad a prison lieutenant. So I got Mm. plenty of exciting stories as a child, making me the fucked up human I am today. (laughs) Yay, welcome. Hello, sister. Uh, I'm assuming. Yeah, the name's Victoria. I'm, I'm assuming. My hometown murder is one I think about all the time. So let's get into it. In 1988, a woman named Ellie Nessler sent her young son to a Christian camp where he was allegedly molested by the camp counselor. Uh, Daniel Mark Driver. He was arrested and went on trial on April 2nd, 1992. Ellie walked into the Tuolumne, pronounced Tuolumne. Oh, I did it. Nice. County courthouse with a gun and shot him several times in the face and neck, killing him. (gasps) Wait, who shot him? The mother of the boy that was molested walked into the courtroom. I completely remember this because I was a senior in high school. Holy shit. And murdered the man on trial before he was found guilty. Uh Uh-huh. Obviously, this story was sensational and even spurred the making of a film titled Judgment Day, the Ellie Nessler story starring Christine Lottie. Christine Lottie, a legendary actress of many, like, ABC Monday Night at the Movies. Columbo caliber? (laughs) She would have been too young for Columbo, unless she was playing, like, a, you know... Precocious kid. Yes, a young tennis phenom that witnessed something (laughs) through a window. And we would watch her practice tennis for four full minutes before we went on to actually any exposition. She'd come up to Columbo dabbing her forehead (laughs) and... Hey, mister, why are you wearing a raincoat? It's sunny outside. <laughs> well, little girl. Oh, my God. We could. This also could turn into a Colombo reenactment. That's podcast. true. Why not? Why not? We introduced the children. We remind the adults. Okay. <laughs> she ended up going on trial and pled not guilty by reason of insanity. She was eventually convicted of involuntary manslaughter and sentenced to 10 years in prison. She was then released after three years when a judge overturned her conviction based on juror misconduct. Ooh. Sadly, she did end up back in prison on drug charges and was housed at a prison my dad actually worked at for a time. She was released in 2002 and passed on in 2008. To think of what must have been going through her mind that she would bring a gun to a courtroom and kill a man. Mm. It's in between badass and just plain a bad idea. I don't think it's in between. I think it's like there's a tiny dollop of badass but mostly no yeah no that's straight up vigilantism and it is not it's it's not not okay works we can't do it that way yeah 
even though how do you not as a mother? Oh, you're psychotic. You I, are psychotic at that point. It's horrifying. Yeah. Uh, so if you ever wonder why you have to walk through a metal detector when you go pay that parking ticket, she may be part of the reason why. Mm. Thanks for everything. I'm currently in a binge to catch up on episodes I've missed out on and love laughing out loud when on walks with my dog. I assume everyone in the park just thinks I'm nuts. <laughs> Stay sexy and don't shoot. Victoria. Wow. I don't I don't know that one. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because basically there it was like caught, you know, I, I don't it wasn't I'm of course my. Yeah. My cre- creative mind is now telling you, but I'm actually can combining it with others other uh, stories. I know that for a fact. But I mean, it was all in the news and there was just so many people that were like, because child molesters. um, It's the same thing as a satanic panic. Yeah. Yes. You know, that's right. Uh, Where you get once you get the idea that someone has harmed someone's child, everything goes out the window because people still believe in this town that there are people who worship Satan killing children it's crazy. It is crazy. Well, and the irony, and it's the thing I talk about all the time, this happened to this little boy at a Christian camp where you, I think the belief probably right. was like nothing can happen. It's all so safe. It's, you know, it's that the places where pedophiles hide to because people have blind faith. Right. And it's awful. Yeah. And it's a, it's part of the kind of waking up of America totally. when that thing happened. It was just like, oh, that's my God. That's actually right when the satanic panic like trials were going on to yeah. Sorry to keep bringing it up. Yeah. No, it's very relevant. It's relevant. OK, this is called Hometown Story. Hello, friends and pets. Let's get into it. When I was a freshman in high school, I was in the choir when we heard the news that a fellow student's body had been found on the side of the road. Now, I grew up in a very small town in South Carolina where things like this were unheard of. The community was so shaken by the sudden, inexplicable news. My choir teacher, God bless her and all performing arts teachers because they're goddamn saints, (laughs) (laughs) let us spend the rest of the day in her classroom to process the news. I did not know the victim, Aisha Rucker, well, because... uh, I was a freshman and she was a senior, but I was so confused and hurt by hearing this. Naturally, the town held a candlelight vigil the week of the funeral to honor Asia. Students and community members gathered at a local park where people sang, told stories, etc. When, all caps, out of nowhere, picture this, a friend of Asia's fucking yells, quote, her mom killed her because she was pregnant. Many had noted that her mother wasn't at the vigil, but we all chopped it up to grief. Now we all speculate that it was guilt instead. Months later, we found out the tire marks on Aisha's body matched her mother's car. Oh, my God. Soon after this discovery, her mother died of congestive heart failure. Some still believe it was suicide. A cocktail of prescriptions were in her system or guilt or both. We never gained closure, but we can all assume what happened. This incident sparked my passion for true crime and showed me that sometimes the ones meant to protect us can hurt us. Mm -hmm. Sorry, this one is hella heavy and I have no funny quips to make it lighthearted. Thank you for always keeping me entertained and telling these stories in hilariously relatable ways. SSTGM, Mikkel. Yeah, there's no need for quips when in a story no. where a mother kills her daughter because she's pregnant. That's the worst of the worst. Allegedly. Because Allegedly. we really don't even know. You know, it's like just because the tires match doesn't mean... That there's more than one set of those right. tires on the road. Yeah. Right. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But oh, God, that's horrifying. Awful. Also, just that 
if you had put that in a movie, it would be right. like, no, that's really don't. That's not very realistic of like in at a vigil, someone just yelling her friend who's like probably frustrated and pissed off or something. And so heartbroken. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Horrifying. Awful. Jesus. This starts. Hi, murder friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hi. Let's just jump right into it. I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico, which, of course, has a well-known history of murder and meth usage. Growing up there, you find you kind of just learn to accept that weird shit is going to happen. Mm. <laughs> this is like the opposite of no one ever expected in this town. Albuquerque, yeah. New Mexico. Everyone expected <laughs> everyone it. Everyone expected it. That's why they shot Breaking Bad here. Um, so while I was in college, I had a job working in the local ER as a sort of glorified secretary. My job was to go into a patient's room with the provider and take notes while the patient was being evaluated. I got to be a fly on the wall during some pretty wild encounters, but my favorite was the time I unknowingly hung out with a murderer for an entire 10-hour shift. Whoa. It was a typical day, really. <laughs> a typical day in Albuquerque. It was a typical day in Albuquerque. There were skeletons falling from the sky. You know, and really good queso. We saw patient after patient, and I started to zone out. And then we went into a man's into a man's room, and the first thing I noticed was his black eye. Not that it was unusual, but it was something I remembered later. Uh, he was there with a certificate of evaluation to be seen by one of our mental health liaisons at the request of his mother. My provider interviewed him and he seemed pretty sound. He was answering questions normally and said his mother was just paranoid. He was, he was evaluated by mental health later and determined that he wasn't a harm to himself or others and was approved for discharge once my provider was able to get a hold of his mother. We called several times with no answer, so the guy just ended up camping out in the ER for my whole shift. He was quiet and kept to himself really I got up to check on him and get him water a few times and he was very polite then I left my shift not thinking much about it aye, aye, aye. right the next day I turned on the news and the first thing I saw was that black eye plastered across my screen oh my god the man had been picked up by police from the ER and taken in for questioning turns out he had uh, this is all caps choked and beaten his mother to death and stuffed her body into a cardboard box <sighs> her body had been left in their home the entire time he had just been hanging out in the ER, acting like nothing was wrong. Working in the ER was definitely an eye-opening experience, and the reason I would decided to never ever work in the medical field again. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Oh, anyways, stay sexy and always check your cardboard boxes. Here's the link in case you really want to paint the picture. No, you did a great job. Yeah, I mean that was that was a good job. Yeah. There's no name signed to that, but that I mean, unbelievable, and also. They kept saying the provider, which makes me think it was the insurance people that were uh, deciding whether or not this person needed to be in the hospital, which is the reason privatized health care is bad, right. because they don't want to spend the money no. and they won't be putting people in. No. And it it's turns about, out it's not human decision anymore. It's it's, it's big business. Yeah, it's big business. And that was a person that should have been right. Maybe even just for 48 hours held. Yeah. Just to see what was going on. Let's scream it from the rooftops. It's not socialism. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> anyway. Anyhow, everybody. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to read you the title. Okay. 
Hey, all. I finally thought of something that happened while I was in college in Boston. I guess it took a long time to remember because there were so many other daily traumas to get through during those years. (laughs) (laughs) So true. So I was on the crew team, those boats with eight rowers and a tiny (laughs) coxswain. And she wrote out how to pronounce it. Coxswain. Coxswain. I said it wrong. Coxswain. It's spelled coxswain. It is spelled coxswain. It is coxswain. Yep. My freshman year and we had a daily practice at 530 a.m. the whole year, Mm. staying on the water until Thanksgiving break when it was arguably too cold to be wearing spandex shorts and getting splashed for two hours in 33 degree weather. So true. It was a spring or fall of 2002-2003. Honestly, I can't remember, but it was cold and dark. And a professor who had gone missing months before was found in the river <gasps> at night. Oh, no. Walking to practice the next morning was somber, as my teammates and I were all thinking about it. Obviously the loss, but also that we row on that river every day. We were deep in our workout and up and down the river that morning. It was choppy and we were getting especially drenched from backsplash in your face, eyes, mouth, lap, etc. So we didn't notice any commotion near our boathouse until we were heading in. The men's team and head coach were clustered on the dock and there were flashing lights on the street above. The men's team had, quote, bumped into another body, no. a man <gasps> in the water that morning, making it two bodies in two days pulled from the river right by the university. Holy shit. I would think that normally one can disassociate the water from the bodies in this case, in cases like this. But the fact that we were covered in dead body water that morning and then... It was in my mouth (laughs) and probably rode right past him has stuck with me to this day. I feel bad for the guys in the boat that found him, even though they were largely assholes. (laughs) I still flinch when I get splashed when rowing, even on the cleanest of waterways. I Google this again to share. I notice two pages of links to crew teams finding bodies. Oh, shit. It's always the crew teams. Oh. Stay sexy and don't traumatize rowers. They've got enough shit to deal with, Jen. But I don't know what happened. I don't know if they were like smiley face. Oh, killer, you know the if the two went into the water together and they just were discovered separately, like what happened? Anything yeah. could have happened. Someone look it up. You know what's funny? That makes me think of one of my favorite SNL sketches ever, and I can't remember. I want to say it was Tom Hanks. God bless his soul. Oh, bless it. Well, God bless let's, it. He, by the time this goes up on Monday, things could be different. I really. So it, I mean, it's Friday right now. It's Friday right now. If, as far as we know, he, Rita and Tom Hanks were tested. Rita Wilson, Tom Hanks tested positive for COVID nineteen. They're being treated in Australia. They're very rich. They will have. They will probably have separate lung machines flown in for them. I wouldn't worry about the two of them, but easy for me to say at this date. Uh, Don't we don't I don't think we have to worry about rich people that much. The fact that they got tested that quickly is amazing. But anyway, it reminds me of a Saturday Night Live sketch where there's somebody had just died. They're sitting next to their angel, basically, that's explaining you're dead. Now you're in heaven. I'll answer any question you want me to answer. And the first thing the guy says is, what's the grossest thing I've ever eaten? And the (laughs) angel goes, you don't want to know that. And then he goes, no, 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 I do. And he goes, I'm not, I'm telling you, listen to me. You don't want to know. And he goes, fine. What's the 10th grossest thing I've ever eaten? The angel whispers in his ear and he turns around and barfs immediately. (laughs) And that's what that makes me think of is, oh, if you knew the disgusting things you'd been involved with, oh, when chances are, if you're in a whole river, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, you can't not associate it. Yeah. But, but the odds are very low that you really actually experienced any dead body (sighs) water. And don't even begin to think about the gross things. Like, we don't know. Yeah. Just live in bliss. Just 
wash your hands, <laughs> everyone, and gargle with hand sanitizer. No, don't do that. Don't do that. No, no, no. But gar- no, they said regular uh, mouthwash that has alcohol in <gasps> oh, it kills those germs. So definitely throat. after you brush your teeth, everybody gargle with, I would say Listerine. That's the burniest one. I think the first thing to say is everybody brush your teeth. Because <laughs> we were just assuming at this point. That's true. <laughs> let's get real. Let's get real serious about our dental regime. This is brought to you by... Uh, what's it called? Listerine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to redo this. I'll redo the subject after. Hi, friends. Period. I work as an o- occupational therapist at a large level um, level one trauma center about 45 minutes away from the very small rural town that I live in. I get to see a lot of exciting cases in the hospital parentheses read gunshot wounds and stabbings but one day last year my true crime obsession hit much much closer to home a family friend of ours we'll call her rachel had recently gone through a divorce that had turned very ugly so ugly in fact that rachel had a restraining order against her ex who we will call john john called and texted rachel all the time but she continued to ignore him while she was staying with her mom and sister during this difficult time in her life this might surprise you but john was not taking that Well, insert eye roll here. One night, John sent Rachel a string of text messages saying that he really needed to talk to her about the kids, and it was an emergency. Against her better judgment, Rachel told John that he could come by as long as he kept it quick. When John arrived, Rachel walked out onto the porch of the house and closed the door behind her. Rachel's mother was inside the house when she heard four gunshots. She ran out to the porch where she, she saw Rachel covered in blood with multiple gunshot wounds. A few feet away from her, John lay dead with a single self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Mm. Rachel had been shot in the shoulder, neck, and eye. I got the privilege of being the therapist on the floor less than 48 hours later when Rachel stood up from her (gasps) hospital bed and took five steps by herself. That's right. She survived. My God. That incredible woman lost her left eye to her deranged ex-husband and lived to tell the story. Amazing. A year later, she is thriving, and I dream of being as tough as she was that night and every day since i love a crazy survival story and i know karen does too and georgia does too hey so i had i had to write in and share about the craziest thing that has ever happened in my town of less than two thousand people stay sexy and always honor the terms of the restraining order cj Amazing. She lived. She lived. Uh, fucking amazing. She lived. Five days later, I was like, she was. Karen's walking. doing a lot of negative stories today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm start. I'm ending on that one because it is the real oh, deal. Wow. Yeah, you don't know what humans are capable of. Okay, my last one says no, but I did drown. Is oh. the name of it. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I just finished this week's minisode, which ended with Logan's three-second drowning story. And then it says, watch out for that kid. Yeah. Remember Logan who yeah. would push kids into the pool? So hilarious. And immediately wanted to share the only interesting thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> Not that I'm complaining. I don't want to relate too much to a true crime podcast. True. Fair enough. When I was three years old growing up in Florida, I was in the backyard with my five-year-old cousin playing, you guessed it, near our family's pool. <laughs> The ball we were playing with fell into the pool, and very unwisely, I reached for it. I had started swimming lessons, but it was new, so unfortunately, when I slipped and fell in the water, I didn't know what to do. The way uh, the way the rest of the story goes, in my memory, is next I felt really heavy, then sleepy, and then I woke up in an ambulance. <sighs> Everyone else's memory of the story is very different. When I fell in, my cousin thankfully started screaming and my mom and older brother heard him inside the house. My brother was in the army at the time and immediately dove in to get me and started CPR while my mom called 911. 
I'm not sure how long I was underwater before my brother grabbed me, but long enough that I wasn't responsive to his CPR. The ambulance came and also tried to resuscitate me. Then they told my mom the worst thing a parent can hear. I had died. Oh, shit. But then a whole three minutes later after being pronounced dead, I woke up. Hey, hey, hi. Hi. Welcome back. (laughs) The EMTs couldn't figure out why. And later at the hospital, doctors also just told my mom it was, quote, a miracle and that they couldn't peg what happened. Cool. (laughs) The rest of that year was really hard on my mom. She fell into a deep depression and told my family she couldn't watch anyone's kid anymore as she no longer felt she was trustworthy. Oh, no. She slept with me every night on the couch and wouldn't let me out of her sight. She told me recently that she and my dad almost separated at this time, too, because she was just so deep in her sadness. Yeah. I just remember liking being with my mom so much. Now that I'm an adult, I can't imagine what that day and year were like for my mom. She's truly the best, and it was probably the first time we had ever been by the pool without supervision. I'm sure she didn't even know we were out there, but it only takes one time. Yeah. Since then, my mom has yelled at many a parent, quote, all caps, <laughs> watch your fucking children when she notices kids not being supervised well by water. Yeah. A lot of people ask me if I saw heaven or deep things like that when they hear, when they hear the story, but I literally remember falling asleep and drinking about Grover from Sesame Street. <gasps> so I don't know what that means. <laughs> Stay sexy. Oh, oh, Karen's Karen's making the cry face that I recognize. I know what that means. <laughs> Stay sexy and for the love of God, put gates around your pools. Katie. P.S. I've been listening to your podcast for over a year now and I don't think I've ever uh, once not called it How I Met Your Murder. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Maybe there's still some water in my brain. <laughs> Thanks, Katie. Good job. Katie. Katie. Katie, we're crying over here. First-hand survivor child drowning story. Will you please hug your mom for us? Yes, for real. I mean, look, a year, it seems like she she like rallied quickly. That is a horrible yeah. thing for a mom to live through. Yeah. That's horrible Awful. and so scary. And just so Katie knows, as a person who has owned a house with a pool, you fucking legally have to put a gate around that pool. Well, in California or anywhere? I don't know. I know in California for sure. I'm not sure what. You don't have a gate around your pool. Uh, I'm calling. I'm calling. 911. No, no, no. B- the gates around my house are locked. Oh. No child could wander into my backyard. I get it. Okay. So, like, if you're, if, if people are in your house, yes, you have to be on guard, but it's basically the, the law is set up so that, like, a neighbor kid right. couldn't get in to your house. Oh, I didn't know that. Sorry, I called your shit out. No, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, I've been through it. I'd be, I, I don't think I would ever be calm if I had a kid in a pool. You got to teach them how to swim as soon as possible. Yeah. As soon as and possible. even then it's like they could hit their head or something i mean yeah anything can happen anything you, it's like that one oak tree that has a big acorn and it comes straight down <laughs> wait oh okay i was like picturing a kid jumping in after the acorn no 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 i get it, what you're saying it's like the acorn's drowning i'm actually what making, are you talking about making up horrible ways people could drown that you wouldn't expect and i don't know why i would do that to anybody <laughs> i just thought of it because it's a new world we're in a global pandemic guys it's a new my favorite murder listen we don't it's Look. winter time nobody be near any pool let's take this off the worry list <laughs> no permanently. one cares about pools right get now get away from the pool please oh please it's concrete your pool this is the the plus side of it there is a requ- if we have to get quarantined we're going to be all up inside we only have to worry about lighting that dryer on fire a grease fire don't put it out with water fighting over wrestlemania fighting over wrestlemania which is you please keep all knives in a locked drawer <laughs> 
or a childproof area <laughs> in the pool <laughs> or in the pool. It's throw, childproof. Throw your knives into the pool for if only if it's childproof for winter, and then the first time you start swimming in the summertime, it's a knife dive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> knife dive. It's a knife dive for everybody. Oh my god! Um, Grab the brown end, not the silver end, everybody. Oh no, we're gonna we're gonna keep recording as much as we can. Send us in fucking whatever, like what you're doing about the, like this your weird stories, what True you're doing stories. right now. Yep. What's how you're coping yes things are coping fuck- stories that or will not help coping uh, with stories that will help others would be best yes. case scenario yeah have if, you lived through a global pan are you from the 1920s do you remember the spanish flu that's right we'd love to hear from you are you one of our older listeners that has a thing or two to say about a thing or two yeah bring the wisdom tell us not to fucking sell all our stocks or whatever <laughs> right. don't close out your 401k right now that's right you know you want to don't do it don't do it let's just see what happens yeah let's hang out we'll be here and uh and we love you. We love you guys. Thanks for this will be this will be this will feel like a we're having like a sleepover with everyone. That's right. right? That's that's going to be the goal yeah. is to keep it cozy and keep it slippers based during the global pandemic. During the global pandemic and stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie? Ah.